Well, well, well. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Sunday. Yeah, I said Sunday. Well, as you know, this is the You Are Love podcast. I am your host, Alita, and I am definitely looking forward to sharing some information with you today. I don't know why I wanted to wake up Sunday and do a podcast, but I'm here. Again, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You can definitely, if you have a Facebook page and you're interested in becoming part of our group on You Can't Clip My Wings, you definitely, definitely can hit me up and I will definitely add you in. This is a special group and I guess I never explained to you the Facebook page, um, you are, you uh, can't clip my wings. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. So let me explain that to you real quick. First of all, let me get some water. Okay. I created that page, um, you can't clip my wings, so go along with the website for one thing. But I created it for a place where people would feel comfortable. Most of, the time, <clears throat> most of the time I'm talking about women. I think it's maybe a couple of guys in there, but I'm not for sure. But it was basically for, it's the offshoot of the website. So that they, you know, if you miss something on the website, you can always go over on You Can't Clip My Wings Facebook page and um, get the information. I made it a private group because I wanted it to be intimate um, for people who are not safe with talking about all their issues with everybody else. Um, yesterday, I took time out yesterday and kind of reintroduced, reintroduced myself to the page. Um, I talked about my career. Um, where I'm at now in my career. I didn't talk about other things that were going that are going on in my life because I'm gonna wait for that at a later date. But I talked about my military service. I talked about um, all the things that I've done. I didn't even talk about my authorship. I didn't talk about any of my writings. I didn't talk about any of those just yet. Um, that's gonna come down the line. I'll bring that back later on. But I wanted to kind of reintroduce myself as far as my career goes. Um, of all the things, why I'm where I'm at now. Um, and uh, so I talked about that and I wanted people who are on that page to see where I come from. Um, somebody made me laugh and said to me, uh, you sound like Forrest Gump. I'm sorry, hold up, let me do this. Making it go up higher, excuse me. Um, so, um, what I did was, um, they, they said, you sound like Forrest Gump. No, I don't. My story is very much so true. Everything I'm telling you is true about my story, the things that I can remember. Um, so I thought that was funny. Um, but the other com compliments and posts, um, comments on it was great. Uh, I'm, I'm so much, um, appreciative of the people that I do have in our small group. Um, and I want people to feel comfortable in that group. So that was one of the reasons why I um, went and um, created that. Now, um, what I, another thing I went and done was, cause you know, sometimes you gotta go back and clean up your website and put things um, in perspective. Um, I did not add a blog at all. I don't know why, but I had not new blogs yet. And so what I'm gonna do is, um, what I definitely gonna do is, I'm probably gonna write a blog today to put on there. 
probably immediately after this show I'll go and um, create a new blog to put on there. But another thing I, I, I was I was thinking about um, was also giving people an opportunity to comment and um, talk to me. Um, what questions they have for me um, to ask me about what I'm doing. You know, um, make me the person that you're interviewing, in other words. I think it's um, amazing to be able to do that. So I'm going to definitely um, take some time out and um, talk about that. Um, make it where I'm available to other people. When people ask me questions, I'm able to answer them at the best of my ability. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not in mental health at all. I have no degrees on anything like that. This is purely the things that I talk about are purely from my experiences and other people have told me about their experience as being a human being, period. Um, and, and finding ways that I can make it better for other people because I've always, for some reason, no matter how people treat me, I've always been able to um, help other people. So I want to make sure that I continue to do that, um, being able to help other people. Um, telling people, um, creating an atmosphere where people can be encouraged. Not everybody, but some people. Not everybody, um, and I have to say that for me, um, don't deserve, da -da -da, you hear me? Um, don't deserve me encouraging them because they don't want my encouragement. They don't want to hear anything from me. And that's understandable. I have to understand, in this business, you're not liked by everyone. And you can't get upset when they don't like you. You have to have thick skin. And I know that sounds crazy, but you got to have thick skin in this business. Because if you don't, you cannot make it through. You will be a whiner. You will be a crier. You will not get what you want out of this. Because your journey is not everybody else's journey. And people with similar journeys are going to be able. They're going to be able to relate to you. Don't mean that you come buddy buddy with them, but they'll be they'll be able to relate from you, relate with you, and then they'll be able to be encouraged to do more for themselves. Because that's what I, I want to do. I want to set up a platform um, for people to be able to talk about what is not being done in their lives and why. Why is it there stuck points in their lives? Why can't they move forward in their businesses? I want to be able to be that person to be able to help you with that as much as I can. Okay, I'm not, again, saying I'm an expert at anything. I am just trying to share what I've been through to see if it can help someone else. Okay, and other people's experiences that might help you. Um, I, I talk very, very freely with two of my best friends, three of my best friends. I talk to my sister and I talk to two close um, friends um, that I've had for years. And I talk to them about relationship stuff. They talk to me about their relationship issues and things that are not going well in their lives. And we talk about things that are going well and we encourage each other and we, we put people, you know, we, we, we keep each other motivated. We, you know, send each other little quips, notes or whatever. And we try to keep each other motivated because it's hard out here. And I'm gonna say this again, it's hard out here for a black woman. I'm gonna say that because I think you guys need to hear that. It is very hard, and some people want to always dismiss things that go on with black women um, and say it's, it's, um, 
it's hard out here for all women. No, it's not hard out here for all women. That I, I will not take that. It's hard out here for black women. And I'm going to keep to that because I stand in the shoes of a black woman. I don't stand in the shoes of any other, excuse me, nationality, excuse me. I only stand in the shoes of a black woman. And it's hard out here. It's hard out here when it comes to relationships. It's hard out here for us when it comes to friendships. It's hard out here for us when it comes to work, um, entrepreneurship. It, it, in every aspect, religiously, spiritually, mentally, it's hard out here for us. And I'm not saying that for anybody to pat us on the back and tell us, oh, it's going to be okay, or pray for us. I'm just stating a fact that we need to realize that it's hard out here for us. And we got to make the change to make sure that it doesn't stay like that. We have to focus on us. And we haven't done that thoroughly. Because if we have done it thoroughly, then we wouldn't be having so many problems in our lives. We wouldn't have these bad relationships with people, period. If we would focus on ourselves. Because we would realize that we no longer have to put up with all this craziness that we do. Just to feel wanted. Just to feel needed by somebody. You know, we could fix that. We could fix that. That's something that's solvable by us. It has its own solution. The solution is to start focusing on us, making us priority. And we've got to do that more often. Uh, so, saying that, um, I want to uh, delve into um, um, how does Ingarten go again? I want to go back and um, little talk a little bit about that. But I also want to... Um, Hit on some other things too. Before we do that, let me let me um, look at some other things that I want to talk about too today. Because I'm I don't want to linger on and on um, about things, but I think we should talk um, um, about a lot. I mean, you know, we we. Mm. Let's see, how would you say that? Uh, let's see. Give me one second here, you guys. Um... Hold up, let me let me find something that I think would be interesting. I think we should talk about this a little bit. We've covered a lot of things, you guys. We really have, and um, and I'm glad that we have. Um, having our minds. In our, oh, I didn't know that's what happened. Um, let's see. Hold up, you guys. 
Okay. I, um, yeah. Um, they, um, there's an article, um, you know, I love articles. I love articles. Godly, I love um, one article, this, this article is called To Be Female, Anxious, and Black. To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. I like that. <laughs> that that's kind of playing off of that. Um, so, this is very good. I didn't know this. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Um, this is, uh, this article, it's by Angela Neal Barnett, Ph.D., and she's talking about anxiety disorders in black women. And, you know, we talked a little bit about mental. Um, we didn't go in deep, in depth in it. But I think this would be great to talk about um, real quick. Uh, it says, um, anxiety disorders the most common mental health disorders in the United States. Data shows that for black women, anxiety is more chronic. Um, and the symptoms are more intense than their white counterparts which I didn't know. Um, this description, however, only tells half the story. What it does not tell us is how anxiety is perceived and experienced daily by black women. And this is a great article because um, this is exactly what I was talking about. It says images of black women. Let's talk about the image of black women. What do you see when you see a black woman? To fully understand anxiety in black women, we must understand how black women are viewed in this country. Research and history tells us that three basic image exists, the strong black woman, the angry black woman, and the Jezebel video vixen black woman. These images affect how other people see black women and how they see themselves. They also play a role in the development and maintenance of anxiety. Let's talk about a strong black woman. Um, I sometimes find myself falling into this category. Uh, in some instances. They say that strong black women are legendary. You say Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, and every black grandmother is renowned, renowned, excuse me, for her persistence and perseverance. There are many positive aspects about being a strong black woman, but there are negative ones as well. As a strong black woman, it keeps on keeping on, even when she's, she knows she should stop placing her mental and physical health at risk. Um, an angry black woman. An angry black woman um, will cuss you out before hearing you out. Um, Tyler Perry's Medea is a classic example of the angry black woman. Our work with these women um, has found that many of them are anxious. The anger is an outward expression of their discomfort with the negative effect associated with anxiety. The Jezebel, which we call the video vixen, represents the sexualized black woman. The term Jezebel comes from the biblical queen who turned her husband against God. Since slavery, black women have been sexualized in derogatory ways, often represented in rap and hip hop videos. Black women, particularly professional black women, work hard to dispel the Jezebel video vixen type woman. Social anxiety. In workplaces, college, and professional school settings around the country, black women often find themselves the only one or the first one. In these situations, they have been taught that they have to be twice as good to go half as far. That that 
excuse me, that they are representing the race and that they are being watched more closely than their white counterparts. Beliefs that are not necessarily inaccurate. These beliefs coupled with a strong black woman image increase the risk for social anxiety. Another social anxiety risk factor in the workplace and college graduate professional school setting is acting white with white, excuse me, acting white accusation. As the images attest, far too often we forget that there are more than three ways to be black, be a black woman in this country. The acting white accusation has nothing to do with wanting to be white and everything to do with what it means to be black. In other words, it's an attack on one's racial identity, which in turn can create anxiety. Let's talk about PTSD. The rare, excuse me, the rate of sexual assault among black women is 3.5 times higher than that of any other group in this country. Black women are also less likely to report their assault. Many suffer in silence for years, never sharing with anyone what has happened to them. Thus, the trauma remains unnamed, unknown, and untreated, and the symptoms worsen. Racism, racism excuse me, is a form of trauma that disproportionately affects black women and men. Trauma in the form of racism can be directly or indirectly experienced. Driving while black, shopping while black, and everyday racial microaggressions are the direct examples of racial trauma. The most common indirect examples are the viral videos of unarmed black women and men being killed. Vicariously witnessing race-based trauma can be a devastating as a direct form of social and racial anxiety and PTSD. Help seeking, let's talk about getting help. Slowly the stigma associated with seeking help for anxiety is disappearing. Women have become, begun to understand that an anxious black woman is not crazy, she is simply anxious and with assistance can reclaim her life. Black women who seek help want a therapist who understands their issues. Imagine telling you something you are tired of being a strong black woman and they recommend you to stop working out. It happened. Therefore, it is important that therapists enhance their cultural competence and be open to culturally adapting anxiety interventions. Cultural competence involves but not limited to familiarity with stereotypical images of black women, racism as trauma and the acting white accusation. Cultural adaptation can include assessment and discussion of racial trauma and the deconstruction of images of black woman, black women. Now, this part I want to kind of delve into. Um, the first part, um, we're talking about um, the idea that we deal with racism. We talk about how we suffer PTSD and sexual trauma. I am definitely a victim, not a victim. I am a survivor of military sexual trauma, not once, but twice. S sexual trauma, actually being raped. And the other was sexual molestation. Not to make a difference in them. I'm just telling you, those are the things that I experienced in life and while I was in the military. Um, we don't talk about it. 
we don't um, share it with people because we're automatically shunned. We're automatically taught, said that we wanted it. Um, we're sexualized, hypersexualized, and that's not true about black women. Black women deserve to be treated with respect just like any other woman. Uh, um, we different in because of our makeup, because of who we are, because our gen our our hereditary our 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 heritage, who we come from, our culture, that makes us different. We're not like any other woman. And because of we being the only unique woman that holds the DNA that creates every race of people, we are a special woman. We are special and we have to understand that. And we have to embrace it. And we don't. We find ourselves, like I said earlier, being used, misused, and abused. And because people don't understand our anger, um, we become the angry black woman. Um, we, we become, and not only this with, 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 with um, other cultures, we become that with each other. We, we're, we're outcasts in a sense because we don't fall in this category where people don't are not on our same wavelength and when I say that I'm talking about I'm not saying that we're better than anybody else but people cannot relate to our our experiences they can't relate to our education and I'm not knocking anybody I'm just saying sometimes because I am a dark skinned black woman and I feel that I have to always come out and do things differently um, to feel like I need to be accepted and I know in my heart I love being an outcast. I love standing out because I know my uniqueness identifies me. That's what I identify with, my uniqueness. Even though some of my thought patterns are like everybody else, but overall, because of who I am, I have to know that I'm unique, that I'm made differently, that I think differently. I have to know that and I have to be assured of that. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's very hard to do that. And I know you guys like, well, she always talks about herself because this is my experience and I want you, I want to share with you my experience when it comes to talking about things like this. Uh, let's talk about when, okay, let's talk about therapists. All my therapists have been white. Every one of them except one. One of my therapists could definitely relate to me and I hated that she left um, and here come another therapist and um, I'm not saying that my uh, white therapists don't relate but it's not the same as talking to a black therapist it's nothing like talking to a black therapist because they can relate to I can relate to them for what they've gone through and what was so amazing is um, my black therapist said this to me before she left before our last, I mean, at our last visit. She said to me, she said, Salita, you do a lot and you're involved in a lot and it takes a lot out of you. And it does add to your anxiety and all the things that you go through. Why don't you do this? You have a story to tell. Why don't you leave everything alone and go out and tell your story? And I thought to myself, wow. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't do that. I didn't tell my story. I'm just starting to tell my story. 
I'm telling my story on here. I tell my story on my Facebook page. And I tell my story, I'm talking about, not on my Facebook page, on you clap my, you can't clip my wings Facebook page. I'll say it to you like that. I tell my story on there. And I should have taken her advice. Go out, make money telling your story. Because people want to hear your story. And I'm like, man, I didn't think about that. I didn't think anybody wanted to hear what I went through at that time. Oh, Lord. So I kind of now think about it. I kind of like want to kick myself because I probably could be in a better situation <laughs> if I would have listened to her advice. But it was wonderful. It was beautiful advice. And I wish I would have taken it. Oh, gosh. So I, I want to get back to the therapist. So I thought to myself, um, I'm telling my story. Each new therapist should tell the same story, even though they see it. They see it in writing. But I still tell my story. I still talk about the things that I've been through. And maybe every now and then we need to. Maybe we need to go back and reflect on why we're right where we're at. And I, I encourage you guys to do that, to go back and reflect on the things that you've been through and how you can change yourself. I see a lot of me that still needs to be changed. And I see that my, I am, I can get very much so off focus on what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I wonder why things are not working out because I'm not focused on the things that are important to me. Um, having a heart like mine and having a spirit like mine is kind of hard to uh, stay focused on what's for you, what's best for you, you know. Um, so we, we, we go through life trying to scramble around and seeing what, okay, I can take this and use it toward me. I can take this over here and use it toward me. You know, I can do that. And I think we, we got to pick, pick and choose things that are important opposed to things that are not. And we got to know that. And I think that's something um, we could go, you know, grasp and say, okay, this is important to me. Make a list of things that we find important to, to us and things that we find not important. And then see how we can work that into our schedule, our daily um, way of doing things, um, our daily task, you know, um, I was, I wanted to talk to talk about how does your garden grow, but I'm not, I think this is much more in depth and much more, um, talking, uh, talking points. I think it's important that we do get therapy. I think we should get mental health as much as we can. Um, I think we should, um, realize that we are not crazy. Um, that um, we do suffer from things and we have to understand that our anger is not about um, our anger is not about um, being um, how do you say that our anger is not about um, being angry actually it's it's it is a form of anxiety uh, of how things are doing, how anxious are we? Why are we, things are not going this way? Why do people always make us have to work harder? Why do we have to be sexualized? Why do everybody target us? Why do people look at us differently? You know, why do people treat us completely differently? You know, um, and that is, that's bad. That's really bad. And we deal with this every day. So out there, I want to say, and I'm going to say this at the end, but I want to say now, 
um, women who are listening, black women who are listening, women of color who are listening right now, I want to say to you guys, uh, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved when you don't think you're being loved. When the moments come in your life where it's so dark, you don't want to get up. You don't want to deal with people. You don't want to deal with the kids. You don't want to deal with the husband or the boyfriend. You don't want to deal with friends. You are loved. You are loved. And if no one ever told you that, I'm telling you that. You are loved. You are loved. Okay. In another form, I'm going to complete this because I'm ready to go. I'm not ready to go, but I, I want to just leave that with you guys to hold hold you to that right there. Um, another form of cultural adaptation involves how an intervention is delivered. In our program, we use Sister Circles, um, an indigenous form of healing. Within the circles, we adapt CBT um, for the black female um, cognitive behavior therapy. Yeah, for the black um, female population. As example, um, rather than use cognitive restructuring to replace erroneous thoughts, we teach musical cognitive Restructuring research has found both the method and the content to be feasible and effective. So I think this was very much so, and I think I want to get a hold to her. Um, and um, I would love to um, talk to her about this and um, relate, see if I could get her to um, do an interview. What y'all think? We should get her for an interview? I think that would be wonderful. Um, you guys, I want to say thank you for um, <laughs> listening into our show today. Um, I think this Sunday thing was great. I feel more, I feel much, much better than I was feeling at first, even after my meditation. I feel much better. I feel en enlightened. I feel revigorated. Thank you so much, you guys, for hanging out with us here on You Are Loved. This is Salita, and again, you are loved. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, You Can't Clip My Wings, and also don't forget to check out our website, which is, you can't, I'm, I say you are loved, I'm sorry, you can't clip my wings, and then you can't clip my wings.com. Sorry for that, you guys. Um, so, let's go ahead and end the show, guys. Have a happy Sunday. We love you here, um, and you take care.